0: Okay, everybody. We have a quick, uh, quick class with breakfast. Uh, she be for refreshing uh, my daughter. She went back to the hospital. There, Mazal uh, Avishag She's the one who just had the baby. Yeah, God willing, everything will be okay. So, someone asked me a question this morning with regard to all of the uh, vessels of the Mishkan. It's uh, it's specific to Moshe, the Asita. It's a singular. It's to him. But with regard to the Aaron. With regard to the Aron, we say the Asu, that all B'nai Israel should do. Why the Aron is different than all the other things in the Ben Hamikdash. The other question that, uh, the, and the Mishkan, the other question that comes up, is very strange that we have the, of the commandments, it tells us that we're not allowed to have any graven images. There's no graven images permitted. So if you're going to tell me you're not allowed to have graven images, how do we have the Keruvim sitting on top of the Aron? And we know that the Midrash tells us that when when they came to destroy the first Beth HaMikdash, they went into the Kodesh HaKodeshim to see what's there. And they see two Keruvim hugging each other. And they say these Jews, their soul telling us they can't have any idolatry. And look what they have, they have two Keruvim hugging each other. So how, how do we understand it? So the different, different uh, opinions on how we look at the Kiruvim and what the lesson of the Kiruvim is. The one idea is when we enter the Kodesh HaKodeshim, we're not entering into this world. We're not entering into this world anymore. We're sort of into a, a portal that takes us into a different world, where we connect to a different world. And this is one of the reasons we say that the voice of Hashem is going to come through the two, in the middle of the two Keruvim and come out to Moshe through that. So in, in, in essence, it's almost like, you know, like the bat phone kind of uh, connection from, from heaven to earth. But one of the lessons that I thought was really nice was the Kiruvim represent children. And the, 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 the mechanism for B'nai Israel to survive is generally through the teaching of children. We see that Haman had Asha, when we're going to read in the Megillah, he thought he was going to win, he picked out the perfect date, everything was on his side. And when did he realize that it's over? Not when Mordechai was riding on the horse. Is when the Midrash says that he came to a group of kids and they were learning. They were learning outside with Mordechai. When you see the kids are learning, it's it. So one of the lessons of the, of the Kiruvim, even though we, we don't have, so what's the eternal lesson of the Adon? what's the eternal lesson? The eternal lesson is to focus on the teaching. If you teach the kids, the words of the kids will always bring to them, bring to us Hashem. Another aspect of it is that there's sort of a, 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 a replication of the from the Aron of Har Sinai, of Ma'amad Har Sinai. And it's very similar language where we see Hashem talking to Moshe from Har Sinai and also from the Kiruvim. And I think one of the lessons there is that you have two people the Keruvim represent two people, and they're facing each other. And what do they represent? They represent two people learning. And what do the Rabbis tell us? Whenever you have two people learning together, what happens? You have Hashem, the Shekhinah comes to rest with them. So really what, what's the, the, the goal, what's our goal of the, of, the, uh, of, of the Aron? The Aron is holding the Luchot, which represents the knowledge, which represents the Torah. And what the lesson I think is, is two things. One, we have the responsibility of us to learn with each other. When we learn together, that's when we can grow something. When we learn together, that's when we bring the Shekhinah, that's when the Shekhinah rests with us. And the second really is to always remember that our goal always has to be to make sure our children learn. Because the children also are represented by the Kiruvim. If the children are learning, that really brings us to Shekhinah. We, we, we begin now this month of Adar. And the month of Adar, the Rabbi tells the month of Adar, we should be of the month of Adar. Adar is a lucky month. And the problem we have is, how do you understand that there's a lucky month? We, don't we read that, En Mazal Yisrael, what does that mean? If it says that En Mazal Yisrael, there's no Mazal, meaning, meaning there's no, we're not governed by the, the Mazalot. How are you going to tell me that the month of Adar is a lucky month, the month of Av is an unlucky month? What are you going to tell me? How, do you, how could you understand it? So I think the reality is, there is Mazal Yisrael, there's Mazal to everyone. We all live under the astrological forces to a certain extent. This is the 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 idea is that we live under the astrological forces. The astrological forces we could say in Kabbalah is represented by the by say the yud and the hay of Hashem's name. The vav is the channel. The bottom is the lower hay. So how do we say there's certain times that are going to be that are going to be that are going to be uh, luckier and certain times unluckier? And I think the idea behind behind this month of Adar compared to the month of Av is this. And we read also now about the construction of the Mishkan. The idea of the construction of the Mishkan is what we say often when we when we're going to pray, before we pray or before we do a mitzvah, we say something we say leshem in order to unify the name of Hashem. And we say to unify the Yud hey with the Vav hey. And what does that mean that we're going to try to unify a Yud hey and a Vav hey? Where is the separation? So we know that this yud and the vav he, when we come to the month of Nisan, it's represented by a pasuk, Yismechu Hashamayim V'tagel Ha'aretz. The Yud-Heh, V'tagel Ha'aretz. Thank you. Yismechu Hashamayim, this represents the yud he. This is, so to say, the, the Mishkan in Shamayim. The vav represents what? V'tagel Ha'aretz. That the, 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 the land should, uh, should be happy. So how do you connect the two? The idea of the Mishkan is that you're bringing the upper and the lower, because the Mishkan above is represented by the Mishkan below. That's the building of the Mishkan. That's when we come together, that's when we teach, that's when we learn, that's when we bring the Shekhinah, we join the upper hay and the lower hay. What do we have in Av that signifies, uh, the Av is the destruction of the Mikdash. When you have the destruction of Nikdash, you have, in a way, a separation of the Yud and the Hay to the Vav and the Hay. You have a separation of, of Yismichu HaShamayim, of the heavens with the earth. And our job is to reconnect the heavens and the earth. And how do we reconnect the heavens and the earth? We reconnect the heavens and the earth, like we say, through the Aron in two ways. Through learning with each other, and through making sure our children have an opportunity to learn and to teach them. If we do this, we could be zochet that we're going to be the ones who'll be able to bring together the yud and the vav and bring Mashiach